Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got a vibe tells me I should be sitting in on this scene for a while. I am Soundwave. I am Decepticon. Jazz here, and I'm jiving to this episode of Transformation Animation featuring Mike Blanchard, Stephen C. Phillips, and Michael Wilson. Hello, and welcome to episode four of Transformation Animation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, Drew, and Mike, and joining me is Steve Megatron. Hello. Yes, sir. And Pecan Court Michael. Hey, how's it going? It's going. So, what's going on with you, Steve? It's going. Um,. Uh, other than that, um, I've been... That's all I got. Yeah. 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 Ta-da! No, um, <laughs> I've been working on voice crap lately, uh, trying to land at least one paid gig, which it's proving difficult, but, and, like the other voice actors, the real ones say, you can't get discouraged, you just have to keep going. You may get one, you may not, whatever, just keep auditioning. So, that's the plan. Um... Besides that, I uh, rented, more so, a uh, a book on how to actually act and improv at the library Good. Good. so that I can actually, you know, kind of put my marbles where the voice is, so. Yeah, you totally need that. I mean, you're good with the voices, I think, but you really need to work on your improv. Yeah, because when I get put on the spot, I'm kind of like, Durr. hello. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's that's part of it. And then, uh, yeah. other than that, uh, the teaser poster for Beast Wars Dark Glass was released two days ago. I saw that, and and my response was, you didn't see my response. No, I didn't. No. Oh, <laughs> I said released in 2016. You better produce harder. <laughs> that's what she said but um, <laughs> um well, no been on it for how long now at least a year already so. they've well they've been knocking out the modeling of the characters and trying to get the bipeds so they transform over the but last I mean, year it's, it, it's been yeah it, it's been a year or so since you first told us about this from now until 2016, that's a long time to do stuff, so I'm sure it, they'll... It is, but the problem is we've only got three people that can actually do the texturing and animation. Uh... So that, in between doing their normal, like, real-life jobs and their families and all that, so it just kind of is, you know, they want to get it pumped out faster. It's just, there's not... They don't want to disappoint people, kind of like how Duke Nukem did. 
You know, <laughs> oh, we're coming up 1999. Wow. 13 years later, you know, so they're setting a, a they're setting a farther target date so that um, if it does get done sooner. 13 years later, and we still give you a shitty game. Yeah, so that's why that's why we set you know the the date so late is so that uh because uh, all the voicing is in everybody's approved except for our fucking rampage. <laughs> So, if I don't hear back and the backup won't do it, I'm going to recast that role because I'm getting tired of waiting. I've been badgering for three months on this. Everybody else has turned their lines in. Yep. So, yeah. yeah but, but yeah, if you overall, have to wait five years and it ends up looking like ass, then, you know. Well, see, and that's what they <laughs> They want to make sure that it looks mainframe quality. Just pound that shit out in a weekend. Put it out there. That's yeah, I don't think I that's gonna happen. This this <laughs> coming from the guy that won't do any YouTube videos because he says it takes too much damn work to do them. I want to well, do it right. And... Well, oh, all right. Going back to you. Okay, you just said it, Michael. They, yeah. These guys they want to do it right, and if it takes them six years to do it right, then it takes them six years to do it right. Well, it might be six months, not six years. In six years, technology is going to be so advanced that in that field that, you know, it, it it shouldn't take six years to do it. Well, there's it's not going to be six now, years. There's tools now that do all the animation for you. I mean, it's, it's going it to be five. But... <laughs> it's going to be five. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it may come out in 2014, though. It's just they're targeting it because it's the 20th anniversary of Beast Wars by then. Oh, that's uh, true. And, yeah. it, I mean, Let's like I said. the 15th anniversary of Beast Wars. Yeah, it's well, not technically that's this year. It's not going to come out this coming weekend at TFCon. <laughs> They're going to the poster at TFCon with everybody's names on it. I, yeah, I saw something like that. For it was associated with TFCon. It's like Dark Glass. I'm thinking. Well, Dark Glass is not associated is with TFCon. Well, no, no, no. Dark Glass isn't what you probably saw. Michael was the. You and saw the uh, TFCon thing, and they used uh, some of the modeling. Like, the guys that are doing Dark Glass had to take a break from it to do that for uh, John Bailey, who uh, made the TFCon teaser. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a TFCon teaser with David Cave voicing Megatron again, but the model was from the Dark... The, the Beast Wars Megatron model was from the Dark Glass stuff. Yeah, so yes. you know, they probably pounded that out in a weekend, and it didn't look bad. No, but it also wasn't just them. They had uh, the guys that usually do all the uh, regular animating. You know, their uh, God, that Blaster Inc. or whatever. And then the guy that does John's normal stuff. And then they've got some of the other 3D animators. So, uh, right. yeah, that's... If they could get everybody on board, I'm sure they could pump this out within a year. Yeah. But it, since it's just these three guys, it's probably going to take a while. Hopefully sooner. I'm optimistic. Cross <laughs> on the fingers. Yes. Yeah. And the been... Okay, then. What have you been up to, Michael? <laughs> uh, I, nothing. I'm just doing the daddy thing. Who's your daddy? Uh, who's your daddy? Since I'm in Indiana, it could also be, who's your daddy? Oh, uh, God. That, that's a horrible, horrible ah, joke. Ah, that is hilarious. <laughs> who's your daddy? Who's, Who's your, your daddy? daddy? Who is your daddy? That's right. Oh, God. 
Yeah, so so that's what I've been doing, just taking care of the kids and watching them grow, and it's, you know, they're, they're adorable at this age. And, oh, and Aiden has been watching Transformers Prime with me. Yeah. Uh, he likes it, but, you know, it was funny, because we watched uh, these three episodes that we're about to review. Uh, we watched those together, Four. and he loved it. Four. I'm sorry. Well, I watched three of them with him, but he, <laughs> he loved it. He thought it was awesome. He loves Bulkhead. He loves Bumblebee. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did, did you said watch? you were watching Transformers Prime with him. This is Transformers Animated. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. We started, we watched Animated, these, uh, you know, the first three episodes, and then we watched Prime together, and he's okay. like, he's like, who's that? And I said, it's Bulkhead. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost like your story of uh, uh, him watching Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was that for that from today? I believe so about Luke. Oh, and, no, we were we were reading a book. It was story time, and he's got a book called Star Wars Heroes, and each page has a different character on it. And we, you know, we did uh, Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan, and then there was Anakin Skywalker. And I said, "Well, this is Anakin Skywalker," and he's like, "Well, is that like Luke?" And I said, "Well, you know, that's Luke's dad." And and he goes, "Oh, well, he's Darth Vader," <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got this geek pride thing going on. <laughs> like, I'm so <laughs> proud of my boy because he put this together. You know, and he's never even seen Empire, so I, I don't even know where he got that from. But I just thought it was funny. That is funny. <laughs> yes. uh, and as for me, I've just been doing the normal stuff. I recorded an episode with uh, animation aficionados Neil and Ben over there. Uh, recorded the Twig Topic Show on Captain America. That'll be out. That'll be coming soon. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, been going through the almanacs a bit, just looking at different stuff in there. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I think we're going to get into some episodes. The Autobots. Illogical. Autobots are machines. They are traitors who live to serve the humans. Conclusion, Autobots must be First up today is Sound and Fury. Megatron creates Soundwave, a robot in the form of a toy robot for Isaac to give to Sari for her birthday. Bulkhead is the only one who finds the toy to be a bad thing and finds out that the toy is evil. 
Unknown to Sari, the more she uses her key on Soundwave, the more he will evolve into a bigger robot, which Megatron intends to use as his new body. However, after using the key many times, Soundwave becomes self-aware and assembles all the robots in Detroit to combine with them to create an army. When the Autobots catch wind of Soundwave's plan, they try to stop him. Most of the Autobots get overwhelmed, and Bulkhead goes down to the sewers to confront Soundwave. Soundwave tries to convince Bulkhead to his logic. Bulkhead tricks Soundwave and smashes him to pieces, but Soundwave survives as a cassette player. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun. Yeah. Um, now, we've had bad human villains so far, but but they're tolerable. Like, Angry Archer, I can tolerate him. Nanosec, I can tolerate him. Worst human villain ever, Professor Princess. Are you fucking kidding me? I like Professor Princess. I dig it. <laughs> oh my god. She, this is, she's no. here to save us from awful violent toys. Okay, but alright, hold on. Alright, so you just said that she's here to save us from awful violent toys. Yeah. She's here to do that by being fucking violent. Really? Well, how how violent are, you know, kittens shot from a bazooka? <laughs> if they explode, they're pretty fucking violent. <laughs> well, I, what kills me, though, is she's not here to rob banks. She's not here to take over the world. She's here to trash my stuff. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I'm just, what better motivation for a supervillain? You know, and <laughs> you can't say she's not a supervillain because she has a flying... What, powdered sugar? Pony. Powdered sugar, the flight. What's well, a unicorn pony? Apocalypse pony. It's, it's, a, it's a Transformers My Little Pony crossover. Straight it's up. awesome. It is awesome. Did you see the name of the toy store that she trashes? Yeah. Uh, Wyatt's Toys. Wyatt's Toys. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, if I were making a cartoon, I would totally have a Wilson Toys. And, and, have, <laughs> and I would have a Professor Princess fly powdered sugar in and trash it. Uh, (laughs) I thought this was uh, I don't know the whole birthday party thing like they've had a theme to go along with every story so not every story but most of the stories like we had the Halloween episode that centered around Black Arachnia we had the what was the other one Um, the kind of 4th of July thing that centered around Nanosec and now all of a sudden, it's Sari's birthday. Sure, why not? I guess, but as we've said before, time in the animated universe is, is very, very weird. Yeah, you know, we haven't seen a Christmas episode yet. We go that from July till, to October. To... season three. Okay, so yeah, so July, October, and now it's supposedly springtime again. Because, you know, it gets really cold in Detroit. Yeah. But it seems to be nice and summery here, where all the kids are out in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, I would know how how you know Michigan is. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks exactly. It's even worse in Chicago, I think. But uh, uh, yeah, that was funny because they're they're like, of course they came. You're their parents' boss. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel is there. Yep. Daniel makes there. another appearance. So the question becomes: Does does uh, Spike work for some deck? No, he works for Sam. He works for Sam. Uh, oh, that's bad. Yeah, sorry. I had to throw that. Works, works bad for joke. Sam. 
right over my head. I'm sorry. Sam, he's saying he works for Witwicky from the movie. Oh, no, he is Sam from the movie. Nah. <laughs> no, Spike in here is a hell of a lot better than <laughs> fucking Shia bitch. Uh, he comes to the world twice. You better hire me, fucker. You know. <laughs> Carly made a new uh, appearance. Do you think that was Carly? She looked a little tan. In, in this Carly. episode? Yeah. Um, oh no! I only noticed one. Daniel. I'm, well, I mean, Daniel. It's obvious he's he's front and center. I didn't notice if Carly or Spike. No, Carly showed up. wasn't in this one. Carly showed up in uh, in Headmaster, I believe. Oh, okay. Because she, uh, yeah, because Bulkhead was busy trashing the uh, the area, and he, he tore the arm off of the uh, reporter bot. Oh, that's that's right. We'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. Well, Daniel was crying, and then somebody ran over, but it didn't look much like Carly. <laughs> Um, I thought this was a really interesting way of creating and bringing Soundwave into this animated universe. Instead of just having him be there, like, already existing, I, you know, I thought this was really, really cool how they did this. Um. <laughs> I like the giant Walkman. <laughs> the giant Walkman grows legs and walks away. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a Walkman, so he can walk. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. It was neat that I mean it was only Soundwave's box, but they it was cool how they you know put that cameo in there. Yep. Uh, Soundwave controls all robots. Uh, <laughs> Soundwave is the Pied Piper of robots. Ain't that I I was hoping for a Pied Piper reference in the actually ep- <laughs> episode. No, yeah. I like how all the robots become Bender. Yeah. Die, all you meat bags. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, that was great. Um, I love Soundwave's upgraded form. That's just so awesome. He does it's, look cool. It's better in the cartoon than the actual toy. The toy version of it, the actual action figure. It looks figure the same. Of it, lo- sa- it does. It, it, it looks, looks the same. I, I, I just... I, I don't know. Soundwave is to Soundwave the the deluxe Soundwave action figure. He's he's midget. He's just he doesn't even feel like a deluxe to me at all. And I I know it's in the animated style. I know it's in the animated workings of of how they made the animated toy line. But yeah, he, he that I that, that I would have to say is like one of my least favorite animated toys. Oh no no. See, he's a little stocky as a toy. Stocky like you know short and squat. But I really think that's how he looked in the cartoon, too. Yeah. I I think it's a great toy. Now, what I would have liked to have seen is a talking Voyager-sized toy. Oh, yeah. You you transform him, and he says, you know, the revolution begins now. Yeah. I think that would rule. Yeah. Why is he made of Legos in the show? He's not made of Legos. He's made of other... No, I'm I'm saying when he shatters... Oh, it's almost like it's not Legos, but I mean, it, it's the same it's mentality. Similar, of yeah. If you throw uh, yeah. a Lego creation against the wall, it's going to shatter into a million pieces. <laughs> well, when it shatters, you see little bits of robot flying around. It doesn't look like Legos. There are there are a couple of scenes when they're sweeping the stuff up when Bulkhead's cleaning up that it it uh, you can see a little bit of like the circular block things on some of the pieces. So yeah, I I can kind of see that. 
Anybody notice the uh, Crimsy Please Stand By TV screen? Yeah, that's a nice cameo. <laughs> I love that. That's so awesome. And I guess winking means people aren't going to do what you expect them to. Uh, I think the wink was just there for for sorry to realize that you know he was just kidding. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like I'm gonna you know pull a big twist. It's not like M Night Shyamalan is over there winking. Wink, there's a twist coming. You know, it's just <laughs> like to let her know that I'm not really going to squish you. you yeah, know? it just looks like I'm going to squish you. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and I love Megatron's line at the end. When I get my ser- when he, he's talking about the key. When I get when I get my servos on, and as soon as I have servos, <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I just kind of love this episode all around. Uh, I didn't really like outside of Professor Princess. I really didn't find too many things that wrong with it in my own on my own watching it. Um, I like it because it's Soundwave. Um, yeah. I mean, and, you know, yes, there are humans in this a little bit, but it's not, I mean, this isn't a total human episode. This is more so an all, almost all robot episode. Yes, there's Sari's party. Yes, there's Sumdak and all that. But, I mean, to have a, a total, you know, to, to have a sound wave that's characteristic is machines should take over the world, you know, and, and actually showing him taking over machines to take over the city. That, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I, I really liked uh, Soundwave in this, and uh, one of the things I liked most is that they actually used the voice modulator. Yep. But and that it, is Jeff. That's Jeff Bennett doing the voice, though. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know. It, well, I'm, I'm it, just it, saying. It, yes, they used the saying. modulator, but it's actually – it's. It's Jeff Bennett who's credited as Soundwave, I believe. Yeah. Well, I don't expect Frank Walker to come back and use the voice modulator, but uh, I, I thought it was nice. I know, because well, I, I, I'm the, one of the biggest complainers, period, but I'm one of the biggest complainers about not using the voice modulator in the movie. Yeah. And the, the, the big reason there was you can't understand what he's saying. And, you know, I would, you know, counter that with he doesn't say much. He's got, he had like one line. In each movie, maybe two in this in the in the last movie, yeah. but uh, you know the fact is, when Soundwave talks here, I don't understand much of what he's saying. I literally had to go back and listen to it again <laughs> to understand what he was saying. So I mean that was a downside. But the one thing I understood him saying was uh, uh, when he was calling out the operation, you know, yeah. operation recruitment, and yeah. I think he said it twice. Yeah, but that's that a nice was, touch. It was awesome. It was really cool. So I was happy. I mean, uh, yeah, as far as Soundwave goes, you got to have a Soundwave. But I was just really digging the way they did it here. Yeah, it was. Um, Steve, what did you like about the episode or didn't like, or what do you got for the episode for Sound of Fury? Well, human characters aside, because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I would say that Professor Princess should... uh, go mount your little pony and crash into a fucking river and drown, but... Um, <laughs> go ride your apocalypse pony. Soundwave, step on her. But, um... I liked how the key actually took... Uh, it, it actually had a purpose in creating something in this. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, whereas before, it's like, oh, you know, insert shameless plug here, and yeah. Oh, there'll be plenty of shameless plugs I in know. later episodes today. Yeah, I should be doing a lot of plugging. Plug and play, yeah, anyways. Um, just like Soundwave. Uh, I don't like his little, like, tiny-ass bot mode. I, yeah, that's kind of lame. I just, yeah. Uh, I do like how off. when he transforms to his cassette player mode, he does look like the classic Soundwave. Oh, yeah. At the end, or what do you mean? When he's, like, Both times. stripped out of nothing? Yeah, when he's just basic boombox, uh, it's at the end, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a whole reason why he started off as a skinny little, you know, toy robot, and then kind of grew and grew and grew. So I I would have been disappointed if they would have said, here's Soundwave, and you've got Soundwave. You know, he turns into a giant Walkman. I mean, when I was really happy when the giant Walkman walked away, and it was a little tiny robot, because I thought, okay, now this is the type of thing that you would give to a kid to dance around and sing for. Yeah. Not Soundwave. But yeah, yeah I did like small. how I did like how they did that though. <laughs> that was cool. And they kind of gave her an incentive to keep using the key cuz she does it once and he pops out speakers and she does it again and he pops out huge subwoofers and she does it again and he gets bigger and plays more music and she's thinking, "Wow, what is going to happen next when I use the key?" So she just keeps doing it and that was Megatron's plan all along. You know, he wants her to create him a new body. So using the key you know, it's a bad idea for her, right? But a good a good thing for Megatron. Yeah. And I love the constant eye shift. The con- the constant eye color change from yellow to red. Oh, yeah. Because yellow was the eye color of the toy. Yeah. And red was the eye color in the cartoon. Well, not even that. No. In the cartoon, he starts out having yellow eyes. And oh, I'm once sorry. she I mean, starts using yeah, the red, key... Right. Red was the... Start- Red was the color in the G1 cartoon. Right. All right, so he's shifting back and forth from those two iconic colors. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, because throughout this entire series, and, th- and this isn't a spoiler, so, Kevin, you don't have to fast-forward or anything. Um, throughout this entire series, they, play, they use color shift in almost everything. It comes in big in Season 3, but... Um, they use color change all the time like that, kind of like going, you know, just fading from yellow to red and back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did like how the, how they did that. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. What else you got, Steve? Um, did you notice Krim Zeke made the uh, appearance? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, <laughs> overall, I think I like this episode just for the G1 nostalgia and actually watching Soundwave do something more than just eject shit. Yeah. Uh, he actually did torment on his own, which was quite nice. And I, his beefed up mode, you gotta admit, looked pretty badass. It was oh, cool. So, uh, I, I would say that definitely, other than Professor Princess, uh, <laughs> I like this episode. Um, and, and I will say that this isn't the last that we've seen of Soundwave, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, what about you, Michael? What did you like or dislike about Sound and Fury? Well, I, again, I have to defend Professor Princess. Yeah, because uh, are you her awesome. knight in shining armor? Exactly. I'm going <laughs> to ride in on a sad little pony to 
rescue her. Uh, no, it's just so damn cute. It's like death by cuteness. It's well, it. We'll put it this way here. The, <laughs> she's here in, in the episode. People are like, "Why is she in this episode? This is so dumb." She's here primarily to demonstrate to Megatron what the key can do. Because, you know, she shows up you know, out of the blue to destroy things, and Sari plugs the key into, I don't know, a, a boombox, a giant speakers or something, and, yeah. and yeah, they use, like, the the patented G1 jazz attack. Yeah. You crank up the tunes, and the sound waves fly out and, and attack whoever is uh, whoever you want attacked. And, you know, it, it takes her out. But the idea there is Megatron's watching, and he goes, ooh, what I could do with that key. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure he's seen the key in action before, and he's like, ooh, what I could do with that key. But here, they're really, you know, they're really pushing it. Uh, and and the, <laughs> the best part is, <laughs> is when the horse head falls in her lap. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was such a nice touch. And I, I was thinking... Uh, Oh, what was that? Uh, uh, the Godfather. <laughs> you wake up and there's a horse in your bed. Oh, wow, yeah. I actually laughed. I laughed so hard because she's like, Powder Sugar, no! <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled. It was so funny. Oh. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the only other time you really see humans here is uh, at the birthday party. And yep. that that had a few good moments, like uh, the purple dinosaur pinata. <laughs> that was a nice touch. No. <laughs> exactly. And you got Ratchet in the background going, "Smack it, smack it already." <laughs> That's what she said. That's, was it a purple? Was it a purple just... like transmetal dinosaur, or was it a purple colorful dinosaur that belongs on children's television? <laughs> it was, no, it was. More, yeah, it wasn't like a barn. I know. It, you know, it, 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 I'm it, trying it, to throw in the whole. If it had a red eye, I'd be thinking, you know, Beast Wars Megatron. Yeah. It wasn't transmetal. It was just you know like the regular old dinosaur, but I I appreciated it. I thought that was cool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Professor Sumdax's like, don't leave, have some punch. And I'm thinking, no way. You know, sorry, just hocked a loogie in that. I, would, I wouldn't want to drink of that either. That's kind of gross. Come here, kids. But, have some pie. Have some pie. Yeah, I just hocked a loogie in it. I took a giant shit on your pie. But uh, you know, as far as all the kids running up and wanting rides on the Autobots, I mean, we've already established that the Autobots are kind of celebrity slash heroes in the city. So, I mean, of course all the little kids are going to, you know, idolize them and want to ride in them. Uh, one of the little kids actually has an Optimus Prime t-shirt. Yep. So, so yeah, you know, I mean, someone's making money off it. Uh, but you realize, yeah, they, they know who these guys are, and they're all lined up. And they're saying, say it, say it, please. You know, and Optimus Prime says, transform and roll out. Yeah, and, and you kind of get a feeling there how David K feels at conventions. <laughs> He's like, "Fine, I'll say it." <laughs> or even Peter Cullen, yeah, because you know Cullen gets that all the time. Say it, say it, Peter. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. No, no say not it that one. Yours. The other one. What a... <laughs> other one? No, I was, I was like, 
you were acting like Peter, you know, people saying, you know, say it, say it. And then Peter says a line and the line is not the one they want to hear. So it's like the freedom, freedom is oh. the right of all sentient beings. No, not that line. The other one. The other Give one. me your face. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.